You're listening to the Reba Show, Home Ownership, hear it from the experts, live from Fishbowl Studios in the DFW area, Hearst, Eulis, Bedford area. Me and Sal keep arguing about how we should say it, so he's not here, so I have control, so that's how we're going to say it today. Anyway, um, I want to thank you for joining the program today, and I have an incredible guest. It's a topic... Sal and I have talked about doing for a while now, but today we're going to talk about the things you need to do at your home. We always talk about getting houses, how you get it, why we get them, what they mean to you, but today we're going to talk about you got a house, now what do you want to do with it? What are you going to do with it? And I am uh, I'm happy to introduce a guest that I think is going to be incredibly entertaining today, uh, life legend, Doc Davis, Doc Holiday Davis actual name uh doc true welcome to the program bud hey glad to be here hey uh, anytime i can help you out uh just ask fire away and i'll see what i can do hopefully your home will be standing when i'm done telling you giving <laughs> we, you advice <laughs> we will so t- today today we're going to uh kind of have just a, a rapid fire questions different things i've had people email me or text me in the past of hey can you get somebody on to talk about this can you get somebody on to talk about this other thing and just kind of see where the program goes from there and i'll let you get going and then i'll rein you in and then we'll get started on something else but before we start doc tell us about yourself man who are you where are you from what do you do uh well my name is doc holiday davis that's my real name uh i'm the owner of davis custom construction uh we do residential commercial roofing we do a little bit of everything in dallas or where well i'm in I'm out of Carrollton. I cover from South Arlington to Little Lamb to Rockwall to Crumb. So I pretty much cover the DFW area. Okay. And we do just about just about everything. Um, that's kind of where I came from. My background, I worked 15 years, national catastrophe team, adjuster, team manager, trainer for uh, – State Farm. So you weren't just coming out like everyday stuff. You were going out to where there was damage, damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I worked uh, major hurricanes, earthquakes, fires, floods, tornadoes. I've been in devastated, ground zero devastated uh, for 15 years. About 285 days out of the year I was gone. I worked four hurricanes in Florida. I worked uh, fires in San Diego. I worked the bombing in Oklahoma City. I worked the... You know, pretty much any kind of major disaster. All at Katrina, I was on ground zero Katrina, following in the front loaders as they were moving houses out of the way to get in there to assess damage. So I've been in around construction and assessing construction for at least 30, 40 years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen just about everything you can imagine. So you're just not the uncle with the truck with the ladder that's going to no. drive out to the car truck and say, <laughs> house and go. Yeah, I know how to fix that. Right. No, I'm not that guy. Uh, if you want that guy, you, you know, it's best not to call me because I'm not that guy. Uh, you know, you ever notice when a hailstorm hits, all of a sudden everybody shows up with a ladder and they're yeah. a roofer. Uh, I don't know how that works, but apparently it does because people start keep hiring them. And I'm like, why are you hiring somebody you don't know? That's a whole other story. But yeah. anyway, no, I've, I've had years and years of hands-on actual experience. Yeah, so, so it's quality stuff. Sure. All sure. right, so let's, on, on the house. Two major things with the house, the, the, the four major things there, mm-hmm. plumbing, electrical, roofing, right. foundation. Right. So your number one thing is roof. Right. So let's, let's talk about as a homeowner, as a homeowner, when you get home, you, you know, I, 
I don't think you schedule yourself to climb up on your roof and take a look at it. Right. But every day you get home, whether you're mowing, walking, coming in and out of the house, you peek up at your roof. Sure. You know, everybody sure. does it. It's uh-huh. just natural. You, you walk in and look, and every once in a while you start looking around your house. Uh-huh. When you, a homeowner sitting at home, what, what should they look for? Like, not just the shingles, but when, when they, when they want to walk around their house and t- do an inspection, what should they look for on their roof? Like, what are you looking for? What are telltales? Well, most people can't really see hell damage uh, from the ground, uh, you know, but they can see wind damage. You know, if you got a shingle that's out of place, you've got some that are missing, uh, you've got, maybe you've got a, a, a heater cap or a, a wind turbine or something like that that's actually the cap of it is blown off your house. Uh, that would be one thing. Another thing, too, is, is that, you know, you, trees leaning against the house, uh, that would rub holes in your roof, you know, okay. keeping the trees. So, and, and forgive me for stopping you, but no, right. when you say trees leaning against the house, you're not talking about, like, the stump. You're talking about the branches with some leaves on them or right. a, a branches. Well, Can you explain how it rubs it off? What, well, what happens about? is anytime you got overhanging trees, you know, we all love trees. We all love the shade of the trees, especially when it's 102 outside like it is. Uh, our... The biggest thing is you need to keep those trim back off of your house. Over is one thing, but on your house is another because as the wind blows, those limbs rake back and forth and they basically rake a hole in your roof and create leaks. And a lot of people don't really pay attention to that because they can't see that high up in the air or whatever, but you can see the tree. So if yeah. it's over on your roof, you need to definitely get it off your roof. Yeah. And same goes with that, eye, that pretty ivy that everybody likes growing up the house. They love that stuff. Think it's all pretty. But the amount of devastation that ivy growing up those bricks and the soffit and the fascia up on that roof, it's amazing how much damage that causes. So any of y'all have ivy growing all up your house, you think it's pretty. Uh, yeah, there's a cost to it. I mean, big, there's a big cost. Yeah. If you like it, that's great. But yeah. be ready to pay. As a real estate broker, I hear that all the time. Right. That, hey, you know, we put this in and look great. Now I got to replace dry rotted wood. I oh, have yeah. tons of insects right. coming in. Yeah, just pay it's, attention to that stuff. Yeah, it, it's a snake pit. Yeah, you know, they like to climb in there. Sure, animals will get into your attics and different places right. through that ivy, right. where you would have never thought it possible. Well, yeah, because the wood's rotted, and now you have a big possum living in your in your attic. Yeah, because a lot of times they will they will eat through your through that outdoor wood, oh, yeah. and that ivy covers it right up, and it's like a perfect honey hole for oh, them it is yeah. i can't tell you how many i've had to remove siding or decking stuff like that to get out of the roof yeah for sure out of, the, out of the attic okay so back to the back to the roof because okay. I, I, I did i know a lot of people don't understand this and if you're not in the business you being in the business is easy to say it's going to rub your roof rub a hole in your roof but uh-huh. when you're saying that you're talking about the co- composite roofing right so you're talking the about shingles. shingles shingles so shingles are pressed with uh, granules. Right. Well, the way the shingles are made is they're rolled out. And then you have the, what most people, there's a black matting that goes on there uh, to start with. And it's made from that. And then there's glue. And then there's the granules, which everybody sees. Yes. Whether it's gray or green or whatever color your roof is. Yeah. Okay. Those, that, those granules are actually designed to protect that black matting. Now, once those granules start getting rubbed off, then that black matting becomes susceptible to the sun. So it's not designed to be UV protected. The matting isn't. Correct. So once the granules start getting rubbed off, the matting becomes uh, exposed to the sun, and, and the sun deteriorates the breaks matting. Breaks it all down. And breaks it all down and creates 
holes. That's why when a hailstone hits your roof, it dry it embeds the granules into the matting that I'm talking about. As rain comes, it washes those granules off, and now those black circles, or that's the matting that you see, and that's attacked by the UV rays, and over a period of time, that will create a hole. Okay. So just so everybody understands, though, when you have a major hailstorm, unless they're softball, baseball, softball size, a lot of times it's not going to penetrate all the way through the shingles and the uh, protection behind the shingles all at one time. Right. And now, over a period of time, that will create a hole. So a lot of companies will come out and go, oh, you've had a hailstorm, you've got to replace this roof right this minute. That's generally not the case. Generally, you can wait to like... Right now, if you're roofing in 102 weather, it's just not good for the shingles. They're soft. They get tore up a lot. So the best thing to do is maybe wait till fall, something like that. But the main purpose is, is just have your roof looked at. Now, if you get baseball-sized stuff, it can hit in the valleys and actually create a hole and create a leak. Uh, so don't be... Just don't be alarmed by somebody just driving by. Like I mentioned earlier, they got a truck and a ladder, and all of a sudden they come by and tell you your house is condemned. Yeah. Okay? Or, That's or this, not the case. The one I get a lot is I get people knocking on our doors and be like, hey, we have a crew in your neighborhood right. today. Right. Can we get up on your roof and take right. a look at it and tell you what we find? Sure. That that's that's that not. Be, yeah. That's just somebody that's blowing in to see right. what they can find. Well, there is people. These guys are storm chasers, and you know some of them, and some of them are, are good. I'm not saying all of them are bad. I mean, they do have a job to do. But here's the thing: people need to understand. You may not have enough damage to really warrant turning in an insurance claim. Okay? Because the adjuster comes out and they don't really find any damage. Now you have claim history against you, so that drives your insurance rates. So what I always tell all my customers is, hey, look, give me a call. Let me come out and take a look at your roof. It doesn't cost you anything. Let's find out, determine whether you have enough damage to actually turn in a claim. Because we are in Texas. Yeah. It's not if you're going to have a claim. It's when you're going to have a claim. Right. But let's don't turn in a claim that's going to hurt you on your claim history. If I come out and determine, hey, you just got a few little minor things out here, little minor repair, you're going to be good. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> I want to ask you from here. From your uh, adjuster's days, because uh -huh. I I hear people all the time. Oh man, you want a new roof? Get go get some golf balls, put them in a sock, and beat beat up on the roof one day. Oh yeah, you guys can tell that. Right? Oh, I can tell them. Well, I used to work uh, as the special investigative unit. Also helped them out with fraud in, at State Farm. So it's pretty obvious when when you start beating up your own roof. And by the way, that is not a good idea because then. I mean, that's felony type stuff. So, if you're out there and you think you need a new roof, do not, don't even, because it's so obvious. Because people don't realize, well, I'm damaging this area right over here. That's because I'm hidden from the street. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you're only hit in one little ten by ten area, you got a whole roof out there. Yeah. So, I mean, you better be ready to damage the whole entire roof to make it look. I mean, no. But you know, really, when I was adjusting claims for years. Probably 98% of the people out there are legit. Yeah. I mean, they're, every now and then you got some fraud going on, but it's, it's rare. It's, it's more rare, rare than you think. Uh, and the ones that are trying to be fraudulent, it's just so obvious. It's unbelievable. Now, somebody living in California tells me, hey, I had four surfboards, and that, now they've all been blown away in a tornado. Well, that's legit. But if I'm in Indiana, 
uh, and somebody says, hey, I, I lost four surfboards in a tornado, I'm going, I need a receipt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just makes sense stuff, you know. So biggest thing, if you ever need somebody to look at it, just holler at me. Okay. I mean, you can call me anytime. Couple, couple more things on the roof before we get off the roofs, because like sure. I said, I know that's your expertise. Uh-huh. People underestimate the damage that gutters can do when they get backed up. Uh-huh. So I see, one of the things I see a lot, and, and I'm guilty of this as well at home, is I don't always clean my gutters out as often as they need to be. Mm-hmm. Can, can you explain what happens when these gutters back up and now the water's running on the back side of the gutters mm-hmm. or over the front side mm-hmm. what's happening with all this water and what's it doing to your roof well a couple things happen uh with that and i see this a lot uh if you have too much backup in your gutters is they're too thick it depends on what kind of trees you got and that kind of thing but they can actually start growing things in your gutters okay i have I, seen I've, that i've seen that <laughs> like moss and little oak trees yeah. and and then what happens is it starts growing up your roof okay well then as water comes down it can't bypass all that okay well then it starts backing up under your shingles and then starts leaks in your house i mean i've seen that many a times so you're you're saying it it goes to fall off the roof but but because of the backup there's a dam it it dams it up and it backs up basically goes under the shingles instead of right off the edge right okay well just you know just say you've got a slope heading downward yeah water's supposed to run down well if you create a, a, a dam at the bottom to where now the sh- now the water's going upward well you shingles aren't designed for the water to run up into your roof uh you know and that's another thing with wind driven rain same thing yeah. but here's the thing with gutters it also starts running down the backside, or they're not hung properly uh, a lot of us have seen these ha- sagging gutters and this kind of thing well when water's running off your roof it's going behind your gutters and actually rotting your fascia uh, the fascia board, you know, that everybody paints with trim. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about fascia. Yeah. It's what the gutters are normally nailed to. Then it creates rot, and then what happens then is it gets on your soffit, and then that creates rot. And then now we're replacing soffit and gutters. Now, those of you that don't really understand soffit, it's when you're outside and you look up at underneath your roof and you see, you know, that flat area, that's soffit. The fascia is the point out there where the gutters nailed to or... Yeah where you paint trim normally but yeah that's gutters and here's please 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 though don't if you're not equipped to clean your gutters please don't go out and <laughs> clean your gutters yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly it's, it's fairly cheap to call somebody out right. to do it it's very inexpensive and, and it's not i promise you this time you get a ladder out you mess with it unless you're really good at what you do okay because I have a brother-in-law who's super, super smart, but he can't change the light bulb. Right. I mean, just make your money being smart, I'll change the light bulb. That's the deal. I mean, because you really don't want to hurt yourself. And you right. can get hurt real fast, real quick. Especially two-story houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. big-time dangerous. Especially if you got any of that moss on there like I'm talking about. As soon as you get a little water on that, you're sliding off that like on a roller ring. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's dangerous, man. I've seen people like... Hanging off these two-story roads and going, what are you doing? I yeah, mean, uh, yeah, it's super, it's su- su- so there's, dangerous. There's a reason why people, everybody doesn't do it, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I, exactly. So that's awesome. So so just to to, um, to recap, when you're looking at your roof, look for lifted shingles. A lot of times, that's a nail pot, right? And you can basically climb up there, nail it back down. Pretty easy be careful. repair. Yeah. yeah. 
those are nail pops you're looking you want your gutters clean to keep the water from going back underneath them to rot out the soffits and the and the other things also other places animals can get in through and you, you got to keep it out right. uh, so we talked about that we talked about just making sure all your trimming is down mm-hmm. uh, if you start seeing some of your trims maybe around whirly birds or venting that are starting to lift you really either you need to get up there if you're capable or call a professional is mm. what we recommend call a professional get up there mm. they'll nail it back down seal it back down um, water and wind will get into any crevice they can find 100 no matter how small that's right it is i mean they will get in there that's and right it just takes one time they start getting in and it just makes it bigger and bigger and bigger right so be proactive on this and not reactive would be your advice 100 percent. and an example of that is i had a lady that we we tried to fix a leak on her roof i mean it took months to find this because the rain had to be a certain way at a certain speed and it was hitting this a uh, hot water heater pipe that came up through her roof well it was it was landing on the collar and on the back side of this collar we found one little tiny rust hole uh that was we found it. It took forever to find it, but we had to recreate it to find it. That's why it took so long, because we fixed everything around it. Well, then once we finally found this little pinhole, and the wind was blowing at the right, I literally said, "Hey, here's my phone. Call me on my cell uh, when this is happening, so we can get there to see it." Sometimes that's the scenario, but I will tell you, wind-driven rain. When it's windy, like in a tornado, a hurricane, like I mentioned, I've worked in a lot of different other things. When it's windy out there, and we all know when it gets stormy out here and it gets windy, that rain can actually blow up your roof and create a leak. Uh, so, and it's pretty easy to see. You don't have to go up in your attic and try to find this leak. It'll sh- it'll appear on your ceiling, um, and it'll appear in like a brown spot. It's not. That's just kind of where how it shows up. Yeah. And then you've got a leak. So, and you need to be very proactive. Yeah, call, call, definitely call a professional. We're, right. we're about to hit the hit our break, but when you say people people that go into their attic, they look for the, the water coming in. Right. Wherever that water stain is is not where that leak started. That's right. That's it, right. It's, water I mean, travels. Water travels, and right. before, the snake, before it hits stain, it's probably gone many feet. Oh, yeah. Well, you can have a, a pipe leaking 20 feet from where the water is actually showing up. Because yeah. water travels and it, and it finds its weakest spot and that's where it comes out. But it, I think, like I said, I mean, my name's Doc Davis. My phone, my cell phone is 405-514-0915. Just call me. Yeah. I'll be happy to come out and take a look, see what's going on. And, you know, maybe something minor, nothing to stress over. Yeah. Just main thing is just be proactive, 100%. Because yeah, what, what, what happens, like I get the calls from, you know, clients every once in a while. Hey, my roof is leaking. I think my roof's leaking because I got a water leak. Who do I call? What do I do? And I go, I normally, I'm like, hey, let me stop by and just take a peek at it real quick. Because I, I know a lot about these things, too. So I'll go, and they'll go, oh, it's leaking right here. But I don't see anything above our roof right. where it's at. And and that's when I, I bring this up, I explain to them, okay, it's probably coming from that pipe. Right. And they're like, hey, that's like 15 feet away. And I was like, yeah, but that's an entry point. It's going to come down and leak through your roof. Now right. it's through your ceiling. Uh-huh. So that's, well, that's where we're at. I, find, I found leaks around uh, chimneys. I found them around the, chim- the, the, the trim of the chimneys uh, to where it's leaking. I found I had one leak that was in three different places uh, around this chimney. Had a couple different pieces of trim that were leaking. Then down below at the bottom, the flashing was leaking, 
and then some improper insulation of some of the shingles around the flashing. So it's three different level, three different leaks in one spot. I mean, we're our job is to go out there and try to find where is this leak coming from. Yeah, uh, is it coming from windows, doors, uh, you know, chimneys? Is I mean, there's a lot of different things. But the main number one thing I want to tell everybody: make sure whoever's coming to your house is trusted. Okay. Um, I don't know if you need me to get into this in a little bit, but just because you live in a gated community doesn't necessarily mean you need a gated community pricing. Yeah. Okay. Because what happens is a lot of companies they go through a security gate and all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, this person has a big, nice house. Let's run the bill up. Yeah. Just because we happen to be in there. An example of this, I went out and we did a minor repair on a concrete roof over a real nice community. Uh, this house is probably 7,000 square feet plus. Well, my bid to do the repair is like 1300 bucks. Well, she said, you got the job. She's quick to tell me I got the job. So I'm going, well, why are you so quick? She goes, well, I had a $13,000 estimate on it. <laughs> on the same bid. It's on the same thing. So I'm like going, are you kidding me? But anyway, just kind of keep an eye on it. Just try, just call somebody you know, or you can call yeah. me. I'd be happy to help yeah. you. Yeah, definitely check it out. So we got to take a quick break, okay. but uh, coming up after the break, we're going to get into a few other things around the house. Fantastic. Experts live from Fishbowl Studios in DFW, and I am joined today by the legendary Doc Holiday Davis. You related to the old killer? No, no, but I do like to gamble. Okay, well, there you <laughs> and go. I carry a gun, so does that count? I guess that counts. It's close, <laughs> close enough. You're not a dentist by chance, are you? No, no, no. I've always wanted to ask you that. I've known Doc for a long time now. And He's just a wealth of knowledge on these homes, and uh, so I'm glad to have you in studio. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me in. Absolutely. So when we left, we were talking about roofs and and what to look for on that. So let's let's jump topics a little bit. I want to fire some questions to you. Okay, go uh, ahead. And if if you don't know, just tell me. Hey, that's not my expertise. I don't I don't want to give bad advice, but tell me what you know. Okay. This time of year, I hear people say, my air conditioner is not working real great. Uh, how often should people change their filters? Well... Because that, that's normally the big cause. It, it, right. gets, it gets clumped up. Right. Air's not flowing. So. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I was reminded today uh, the wife wants me to pick up some filters. But, okay. So, I would do them, you know, every month. Uh, maybe a little overkill for some people. Depends on your allergies. Yeah. But I wouldn't let it go more than a couple of months. Uh, they're pretty easy to change, usually in and out. Keep a box of them in your attic. You can pop them in and out pretty easy. But if you keep them, store them in your attic, just make sure you cover them because you don't want dust and stuff getting on those. Yeah, it just defeats them at that right. point. Yeah. Or don't, yeah. Don't, don't take them out of the wrapper till it's time. Right. Yeah, it's till it's time. And then just 
it's such a simple thing to do that we all forget to do. But, you know, allergies are a big deal. And, you know, so if you have an allergy issue, I would say change it more often. But don't let it go more than a couple months. That's about it. Yeah, about two months is the max. Max. I tell people, uh, so I have people buy a lot of houses. I tell them, hey, you know, normally when we're sitting at the at the title company while we're waiting for a board to come back, I tell them, hey, I, I know this is not fun, but jump on your phone and set you an alarm that goes off the first of every single month right? and have it put on there. Change filter. Change filters. Right. Check batteries, fire right. detectors, right. Uh, right. just the little nonsense stuff that you will, you'll be surprised how fast it goes from March to December. now we're going, yeah, <laughs> December, yeah. and you're like, oh, I forgot to change the filter, because you're I mean, like, you nobody know, wants to get up in the attic, nobody I mean, wants let's, to go. let's be real, I'm, uh, you know, way contractors are, their houses usually last, and I mean, let, I, I've forgotten myself. Yeah. Or if the alarm does go off, pay attention to the alarm. Yeah. You know, don't it's easier just to, just, it's easier just to go do it right, <laughs> right then. Yeah, get it done. It's no big deal. It takes five minutes. I, I also tell them, hey, figure out what it is. Figure out what you want. Write right. it on the outside right. of your air conditioner. Hey, it's a 20 by 25 by 1 inch right. or 4 inch, right. whatever. And if you have the means, just right. get them all at one time. Right. That way you don't have to go to Home Depot or Lowe's or go well, pick them up. And by the way, filters are marketing they market this filter does the latest greatest superhero stuff yeah you know just just be realistic when it comes to filters i mean yeah. check with your ac guy be happy to answer some questions on that or yeah. you know usually is the best yeah and then probably once a year have right. a an air conditioner guy come out and clean your outdoor units right uh it's something dyers do all the time right Really understand how it works That's before right. you go and start pulling electricity to yeah. go pour water on an yeah, air conditioner. Don't condi- do that. Yeah, because <laughs> don't do that. You, you know that that hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> cleaning service is a lot cheaper than replacing an eight thousand dollar unit. Are you getting injured? Yeah, I and mean, there is some serious voltage going through those units, so it, it will flat kill you. So you need to really. I don't want to scare anybody, but. Yeah. <clears throat> definitely pay attention to that yeah that's not a good plan yeah you, definitely. Need, you need to have a true professional yeah get all that get all that dust the pollen sure. all that dirt off those yeah. and your air conditioner gonna work a lot better and a lot smoother and more oh, yeah. efficient it's gonna save you quite a bit of money in the summertime that's right so well a hot wife is not a good thing <laughs> yeah and when it comes to air conditioning yeah okay you want <laughs> you want a cool wife yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, I ain't, man. I, that's, I've told people before. I can drive anything and live anywhere as long as it's cold. That's right. Yeah. You know? I want it chilly in the house. Yeah. So that uh, air conditioners to me is probably the number one I thing. I probably shouldn't house. say my wife cries about that more than I do. I guarantee you. I do, I'm in the heat all day, every day. And, brother, I want to be cool off when I get home. Yeah. So, no, yeah, AC is a big deal. Definitely. Um, Go ahead. Here in Texas, foundations. Uh, your company probably doesn't fix foundations. Uh, well, we don't. I have a guy uh, that I can help you, direct you to, foundation guys. But foundations are a big deal, especially yeah. in the Carrollton area, the Irving area. The ground's moving all the time. Yeah. I mean, all over this area. But, you know, keeping the foundation, you, if you walk by your foundation, there's a little crack there between the, you know, your soil and the foundation. You know, you can stick your finger in there. Well, you need to water that. I mean, you need to keep your foundation moist. Most of us have a sprinkler system, uh, you know, that – but just make sure, and you know, some of us have a sprinkler system that we haven't been out to look at. And make sure it's actually hitting, <laughs> working, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See if it's working. But yeah, it's that's very, very important. 
and you'll notice some little cracks above windows stuff like that during this hot part of the year just kind of pay attention to that you definitely want to water the foundation yeah and, and just to, to kind of sum it up a little bit foundation happens the summertime and the wintertime 100%. because you're you're getting two different extremes you're right. getting in the wintertime you get that dew on the ground every day mm-hmm. so your foundation's getting a lot of water at that point mm-hmm. uh not direct water where you're pouring it on there but mm-hmm. all that dew gets in that wall ground and it keeps it nice and moist and wet uh it also because of the cold right. freezes in there as it thaws mm-hmm. it get it gets wet so what's happening it's releasing all the molecules in the dirt and it's kind of letting the ground settle in and mm-hmm. it's moving a little bit more right. where in the summertime it's like i don't even know what you describe you take clay take a lump of clay and walk it outside and leave it in the sun it's just going to harden up harden up right. to where it gets brittle and cracks mm-hmm. and now you got the weight of the house on it and now that's pushing it down and it's cracking right. turning into dust right. and pushing it down and that's where you start seeing all the cracks in your walls well so, I will tell you that make real certain if you get a foundation person out there, you, they need to be referred to you. I mean, they really do because they can get to you pretty quick. Good foundation people are, are very good at what they do. I know I had to have my, my personal house, uh, my bedroom, my master bedroom. I had to have the carpet pulled back, two big manholes cut in my foundation, in my bedroom to, to fix, do some foundation work. Yeah. Now... I just can't stress to you enough. Two most important things on your house are your foundation and your roof. As long as both are sound, you can do everything in between, no problem. You can figure it out. But those two aren't right. Your world isn't right. Yeah. So, so lawn maintenance. I'm a homeowner at home, and I have a teenage kid, and he's like, hey, I'm going to wash my car. <laughs> and you're like, okay, there's change in the drawer. You think they're going to go to the car wash? No. And I say all the time, they'll pull in that front yard or backyard. And right. They'll get out the bucket, the soaps and suds, right. and now it's all over your grass. Well, yeah, it's just not environmental friendly. Um, yeah. You know, I really didn't pay attention to that. I'm getting a little older now, so that is a big deal. I mean, all of a sudden you got these brown spots in your yard, and you can't figure out what's going on. Well, yeah, you need to. I have a good yard guys. Uh, they they're very respectable guys. They know what yeah. they're doing. They're probably the best I've, uh, I personally have ever used. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so busy in the summer, I can't do yard work, and I actually love to do it. Yeah. Uh, my wife, she loves the flowers, but you know she her thumb is nowhere close to green. Uh, but anyway, the point is is that you do need a good quality yard people, uh, lawn people. I mean they're curb appeal is a big deal yeah now, if you're parking in your front yard i'm not really not talking to you yeah. you know yeah. because you know you're probably not listening yeah uh, but you know you gotta you gotta protect your yard and protect your ground because it, it helps hold the value of your home yeah it, it all holds the value it all goes back anything you're putting in that ground is pumping back into your house somehow 100%. or another 100 whether it's animals eating it and climbing in right. whether it's just water flowing back underneath the property line right and uh, yeah, all those weeds. If your yard looks bad to you, imagine what it looked like to a potential buyer. Yeah. Or your neighbors know whether you take care of your house or not. Well, then you throw your house on the market. Your neighbors are all going to be going. There's no telling what this house looks like. Yeah. Well, if you're taking good care of your house, now your neighbors are out there helping you sell the house. I mean, they're letting their friends know. Hey, call Val. That you know he's got Doc's house listed or whatever yeah. it is. So you can. I mean, it's just really, really you want to protect your investment. 
Easy, easy Man. up. It's one of the not, one of the easiest things you can do for your right. home. Right. Uh, drive up a hill. You know, I, I know we're talking home maintenance, but cutting the yard once a week. You yeah. know, cutting the yard, water it. Don't overwater it. Don't under. You know. Right. Yeah. It just needs ten minutes a week, probably. Right. Well, another thing too is you want to keep the peace with your neighbors. Yeah. So if your yard's not looking good. I'm not a very friendly neighbor if your yard's looking bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just not that guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like going, hey, man, you, you want to run a line more by that? <laughs> yeah. So as an agent, I hear this all the time. We go into houses, and I'm showing them, and people are like, man, I really like this house. We should buy it. Right now the market's crazy. Uh, how can we get it? We know it needs all new windows. Can, uh, can I just buy the house and change the windows out by myself? Well, uh, No. No. Uh, okay. You mean you just don't well, <laughs> break it and then pull it out? Is there, is there no, more to that? No, no, no. Well, number one, if you just start breaking it and pulling it out, well, most windows are put in from the outside in, uh, so you're not disturbing a lot of things on the inside, even though you could. But windows aren't aren't something that I would suggest somebody just start attacking. Because uh, if you want to paint the walls, that's one thing. But then you got window leaks. You got air leaks. The windows don't operate properly up and down. They're not level. They haven't been uh, insulated around them or, or, and caulked around them. And you're going to create water leaks, uh, which turns into wall leaks, which turns into mold, which turns into it just keeps snowballing from there. Yeah. So unless you're really, really good, that's not something I'd YouTube and go, I think I can do that. Yeah, because yeah. I get a lot of people that look at it and they go, yeah, the windows are expensive, but... Hey, the windows cost eight thousand dollars, but uh-huh. the labor on it cost me another twelve thousand on it. Right. I think I can do this. I think I can knock it out for, you know, eighty five hundred dollars and right. a couple pizzas and some six packs. <laughs> right. With my buddies. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't do that. Well, and that's the same thing with your roof or your foundations. Don't do that. Well, your windows well, mainly we change windows because they're not efficient. Well, if you start trying to replace them yourself, unless you really, really are good, and they're People that are hearing what I'm saying right now, they know whether they're really qualified to do it or not. Yeah. Okay. If you're wondering, well, I bet I could do that, then the answer is no. Don't do yeah. that. Because then you're going to make them non-energy efficient. There's a whole str- – but a lot of people, the windows are a thing that fluctuate in sizes. I mean, I'm going out. I had a house. I had bid for 20 grand for windows. And the same windows, somebody gave me a, 20, a 30 grand bid. Yeah. You know, so, again, one of those things, you need to reach out like – Again, I'm, we've talked about my name's Doc Davis. You can call me. My cell is 405-514-0915. I can help recommend some of these things we're talking about to people. Even if we don't do them, I know the people that do them. Yeah. And I've been around a long time, Yeah. you know, and everything I do is by by word of mouth. We don't do robocalling. We don't do, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. We don't yeah. roll up and just start knocking on doors. So. Yeah. You can jump online and just right. Google, just Google it out there. Hey, right. Window companies and right. go better business brew and see how yeah. they how they look. But yeah, you can you can do that. Yeah, so I would definitely do your research as a as a as somebody who makes their living in construction, and we're we're talking about doing research. How important is it to get qualified people? I mean, how much of a difference does it really make? Well. I, believe it or not, I'm asked this question a lot. Um, think about your living room. Once you had something repaired in your living room, do you want your living room to look the same, to where it's nice and clean, the wood floor or ceramic floor, whatever you have in your living room is taken care of and protected? 
or do you want somebody that's just has a ladder and looks like they slept in their clothes painting your ceiling in your living room i mean the quality is tremendously different yeah one um you don't want paint spray just to having a good quality person true professional at your house it's night and day different and it's night and day different yeah uh, it's like uh, i'm trying to get a good analogy of it it'd be like driving an old yugo versus driving a mercedes i like to tell people is it a is it somebody that's opening you up to have surgery and it's like halfway through it goes hold on i need to go watch the youtube again right right you know well people can sling paint yeah but that's called slinging yeah i mean uh you know i you want nice neat professionals if they break something they do any damage that they find you to let you know i've done this instead yeah. of you finding it and they've hit it in the corner that's a big difference and you again back to protecting your your uh investment your investment I mean, you know, it's one thing if you start painting a room, but if you're we're fixing drywall, I can't tell you how many houses I've been in where they've been fixing on their drywall. Yeah. And the wife finally has enough and goes, hey, look, can you guys fix this? <laughs> fix it <on> the rest. <laughs> you, yeah, they, you know. that happens a lot. Hey, yeah. that job gets a little more expensive when it's half done because they normally have to take right. that half back down. Right. Oh, to, yeah, we got to gotta tear all that apart. I mean, and I got drywall guys are incredible good i mean that's what they do yeah i mean it's an art i mean you know and painting same deal same deal i mean i was just looking at my paint yes just yesterday matter of fact outside my back of my house i had it painted about three years ago i'm like man my god paint guy sure did a good job and i'm like i need to be a little nicer to him yeah <laughs> he did such a good job yeah. uh you know that's a true professional so yeah. i don't have to worry about it i hear that i hear that from people uh on that They'll get. I've heard people say, "Man, I got a bid," and I told them, "I said, why is it so high? I've done a lot of it already." And they're like, "We can't insure guarantee your work, That's right? You know, we know what we do. That's right. We don't know how you did it. That's right. So, um, don't well, be surprised if you if you if you don't think you can do the project one hundred percent on your own and it look great. Right. Hire somebody. That's right. That's I mean, right. that's that's why you work. That's why you go to work. Well, for. if you're out there and you have, you know, you're a slumlord type that you know just really fixes at the rentals and stuff yeah. i'm not that guy to call uh, if you want your roof done right you there's only if you want your roof done i'm only going to do it right and you know that's the kind of thing same with painting same with but i mean you don't have to be the most expensive in the in the planet you just need to be fair yeah um but quality does cost so i got a question for you and i know it's throwing you completely off topic real quick here uh, what does home ownership mean to you well <laughs> <laughs> surprise yeah surprise. uh well i just take pride in where i live you know when i drive in my driveway and shut off my truck and go walking in the house i can relax i mean it's my place it's my home it's my family's home uh, my wife and i my daughter it's it's safety to me uh, you know and it just gives me peace of mind that you know that it's my comfort zone it's it's home court advantage so yeah. to speak and Kind of where I live, if I close my gate, nobody can really see me out back. So, you know, if I stroll out there in my boxers, no big deal. It's I mean, just, it's just my, your castle. Yeah, it's my, exactly. It's your castle. And I take a lot of pride in being a homeowner. I mean, yeah. it's just a, it's my place, you know. So any little thing I got to fix around the house, that's just part of it. Well, that's awesome. I don't mind. Well, Dot, thank you for coming in again. No problem. Thank you for, uh, especially short notice, uh, 
kind of kind of lost track of a couple things and you popped in on us immediately thank you again cannot thank you enough and i know people are out there that are that are listening who probably have never thought about roofs or gutters or air filters or anything else but i promise you you're making a difference today in their lives and uh feel free to call doc you can catch him you can go to the reba page and get all his information off of it um here at the reba show we serve you by providing information about home ownership as you prepare for home ownership or to sustain your current home, it is important to us that you have all the information and tools you need to make an informed financial decision. Become a loyal fan of the Reba Show. We are the Hispanic Real Estate Brokers Association, a registered 501c nonprofit corporation. We've been streaming on Facebook at the Reba Show. Please follow us at Facebook and on Twitter at Reba Show. This episode is available at, on podcast at the Reba page at fbrn.us. and at rebaconnect.org. If you have any questions for today's show or any other show you may want to have, please reach out to us at Reba Show at rebaconnect.org. Uh, dot, thank you again for coming in. I really hey, appreciate you. No problem, buddy. I really appreciate the opportunity to try to help some folks out. Hopefully, hopefully. I was able to give him some good info. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the show today. Thank you. Yeah, I had fun. I'm Val Garcia. I wanted to wish uh, Salvador Villalobos, uh, my co-host normally, a uh, happy anniversary and safe travels to Chicago. And, uh, and thank you guys for listening and have a great afternoon.